You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Go Wild is a free social community created for and by hunters. This means that unlike mainstream social media, your trophy pictures won't be censored. They're encouraged. As you spend time on Go Wild, you will earn awesome rewards such as gift cards, free swag, and big discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex. You will even earn $10 just for signing up. Visit DownloadGoWild.com and sign up today. This is the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast. Brought to you by Vortex Optics. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Nine Finger Chronicles. This is a wealth, no, a not, a not well thought out out podcast. This is a, a podcast where... I noticed something, I had an initial reaction, and I'm trying to uh, talk about that initial reaction through my gut and through my heart. Um, And the passion that I have for the outdoors is very strong. So when I see something about the outdoors or uh, hunting, that just doesn't sit well with me and it kind of goes against my opinion, I get fired up about it. Um, and I'm not saying that what I'm about to say in this podcast is right. I'm not, uh, and that it's my way or the highway. I just, I see something and I want to say something about it. And you can agree with me or you cannot agree with me. And that's the best part about the country that we live in is that uh, we can all voice our opinions on on a matter and we can communicate about it and you can have your opinion and I can have my opinion and, and in hopes that something someday we can communicate with each other and and talk about our opinions in a civilized manner and, and not hate on each other. But I I saw something the other day and it led me to do do a little bit of research and that research kind of just showed me what did I what I wanted like what I needed to see, and that's what I'm going to talk about today. Um, a lot of it has to do with conservation. A lot of it has to do with the people who represent this um, community and this industry that we call the hunting industry and the hunting community, and, and as well as the, um, uh, I don't know, like I'm I am I'm frustrated. Because I'm not, I, I, I am in communication with a lot of people, those people, uh, in, in regards to conservation and in regards to anti, anti hunting legislation. Okay. 
These people communicate to me. I try to communicate that through my social platforms and in my podcasts here. And then I see a whole other world of the hunting community and the hunting industry that either isn't getting that information or they're just refusing to absorb it. And I think there is a, it, it, it is time now that we all need to step up and start creating uh, content and, you know, spreading the word about people who are trying to take away our right to hunt. And this isn't a joke anymore. It's coming. Like the, the current administration, and I know it's not, you know, it's not Democrat, it's not Republican, it's not, you know, it's not one side of the aisle or the other. They're ta- they're, they have been trying to take away our public lands in the past. They've been trying to take away our hunting rights in the past. They're doing it every single month. New things or, you know, new legislations coming out to try to prohibit us from doing what we love. Okay. Just because somebody else doesn't like what we're doing. And so I'm, that's what I'm going to talk about today. And I, And really the main focus is on the responsibility that we have and that others have in the industry and in the community to step up and say something. Okay. So before we get into that though, I do have, I do have the responsibility of, uh, you know, talking about the partners here on the, the network. And the first one is Vortex Optics and Vortex does a really good job in what I'm, what I'm about to talk about. And that is, you know, they, they, they do their part uh, for conservation and anti uh, anti hunting legislation. They're, I mean, they're a optics company, and without, I'm, I'm sure they have their bird watching crowd too. But they're public land advocates, they're uh, firearm advocates, they are hunting advocates and conservation advocates, and that's just one of the reasons. On top of all the others. Uh, why I love working with Vortex. I know some of the people there personally. They're great people and they represent a great company. And, uh, you know, on top of that, the cherry on top is that they have awesome optics, right? And awesome VIP warranty. So if you want to find out more about Vortex as a whole, just visit vortexoptics.com. Exodus Trail Cameras, man. uh, I absolutely love Exodus. Um, Great, great camera. I'm confident that when I turn their camera on, and I walk away, it's going to take pictures. And if you put the right batteries in it and the right SD card in it, it will take pictures for a very long time. And that's what you want. The more information you have going into any hunt, the better. And I rely on trail camera pictures heavily to do that. So exodusoutdoorgear.com. And then Excalibur Crossbows. I mean, this company has been around for 30 years. And you don't stick around for 30 years without having a solid foundation built off solid products, right? So if you're looking for a crossbow, I'm going to be picking up an Excalibur up probably this spring, early summer. And I'm just going to let my kids shoot it. Uh, I'm going to teach my wife how to shoot it and just get them outside because my wife is very small and she is not uh, a, you know, she probably doesn't have the power to pull back a, a compound bow at a you know at a big enough poundage to kill a deer so uh we're gonna we're gonna start with a crossbow and i think that's a great entry uh place for children or if you're getting older and you have injuries crossbow is the answer or if you just love shooting crossbows 
shoot a crossbow. So ExcaliburCrossbow.com. And then lastly is Novex Outdoors. Um, again, the new lone wolf, basically. Uh, same functionality for the most part, same design. Uh, it's a brand new company, brand new brand, but um, the the products are very similar. So uh, Novex Outdoors, I'm a huge fan of the four sticks and the smaller platform stand. It allows me to go anywhere and get in any tree. And at the end of the day, being in the right tree, not close enough, but being in the right tree can, uh, you know, uh, make a big difference when you're trying to uh, kill a giant buck, right? So five yards can really make the difference. So go check out NovexOutdoors.com. <clears throat> So I've had a couple days actually to process process this. My initial reaction, it's been it's been uh, past 24 hours. I usually go to Instagram and I vent, <laughs> right? And we go to we go to Instagram or we go to Facebook and just the way the algorithms work, right? Here's a statistic for you. Only 30% of the content that you post on Instagram gets seen. Right? So if you post 10 to all of your followers, if you post 10 pictures, they will only see roughly three of them, all right? And so and so, just knowing, like, knowing that, I just see, I don't know, like, it was probably a bad thing to do to go there and voice my initial reaction. I've had some time to think about that. And hopefully that this rant uh, will allow me to properly express myself uh, for the benefit of all of the, the the hunting community and the hunting industry. So here here's what happened. I was scrolling through Instagram on one of those, you know, it's like I had five minutes to kill. I was in my car or something. I was waiting for the bus to show up. My kids were running around and I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. I see a picture and the picture prompted me to go look at the um, the, the text below. And the text below was, you know, hey, I, I was banned. I was permanently banned on social media. They're trying to censor us. They're trying to censor me. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's that's a real thing, right? Censorship is real. But on some of these platforms that, uh, that whatever, uh, some these platforms are known for that. So I don't know what the big, the big hush is, right? Um, if you don't like it, don't use it. But these people have propped up their lives on Instagram, on Facebook, on social media, on all these digital platforms, and, and that's how they make a living. So they bitch about it, but at the same time, they continue to use it because that's how they make their money. And I am, I'm guilty of it too. I'm, I'm a bit of a hypocrite in that because I rely on social media to promote the content on the Sportsman's Nation and the Nine Finger Chronicles. I share my content. And currently, actually, I think I've said this before, I'm, I am, uh, I'm, I think I'm shadow banned from Instagram. Like I haven't grown at all in the past year. I've had the same amount of followers in a year. My, uh, my, uh, the followers and the likes, it's all way down and it should be way higher, right? I think I, I must have made a post or that made somebody mad. They may have reported it and uh, I'm, in, I'm in jail now. I can still post, I can still use, but nobody is seeing my stuff, right? I'm getting like 26 likes on some of my stuff when I was getting, you know, hundreds and hundreds of likes is what it is. To me, uh, as far as social is concerned, the podcasts don't perform any better or worse if 
I post it on social media for some reason. That's just how that works. And I am, I guess I'm okay with that. So I'm not a huge fan of social media anyway, but it is an awesome opportunity to meet people, right? It has its benefits, right? So then I, I go to this person's Instagram page it, it, it had, it started having me, me thinking about what are these people posting? So I go to their page and I start scrolling and I'm scrolling and I'm scrolling and I'm not seeing any mention of conservation efforts. I'm not seeing any mention of how to fight anti-hunting legislation. Now, as I get into this, I, I, I want to just tell everybody, I'm not looking for people to talk about conservation and talk about anti-hunting legislation in every single post they make. No, but you got to do something right? Especially these people who are in, in these businesses too. I'm talking about companies and I'm talking about people who not only make their living doing this like I do, but people who have been around for a very long time and have created some of the biggest platforms in the hunting industry. Going back I scroll through and I'm not seeing anything about conservation and I'm not seeing anything about, um, I'm not seeing anything about conservation and I'm not seeing anything about anti, uh, gun legislation. Now I did see something on one of these accounts about that Mountain Dew, right? The Mountain Dew conservation thing. I didn't count that because I'm positive that Mountain Dew paid these people to promote it. And in my opinion, that doesn't count, Right. If you want to promote conservation, you should be doing it because of the natural resource and that you make your money off this, these, these natural resources, right? So I go into, I get, I get back to my office. I, I start to work and it's just in my head. It's in my head. It's in my head. So I start going through this deep dive, right? I, I see who commented on this person's uh on this particular person's post. So I go into their post and I start looking through, um, you know, I start looking through and scrolling through all of the uh, content that that person did. Another big name in the industry. Nothing. No anti-gun, or excuse me, no anti-hunting legislation and no, uh, and no conservation posts. I go to some of the companies that sponsor these people. The same thing. No conservation and no anti-hunting um, support, right? Or uh, how to fight anti-hunting. And the more that I dig through this, I'm talking an hour into this thing, and I'm not finding anything on some of the biggest names in the, in the industry. They'll post a meme, but they they're not posting anything that is actually helpful. Again, not look. I'm not looking for that. But I start to get frustrated because my platform. Uh, the the podcast side of things is I can post a, you know, I, I do my part. I post uh, uh, podcasts and the others on the network post podcasts about, you know, and, and launch podcasts about conservation efforts um, and anti-hunting legislation and how to fight that and, and, and how to get the ball rolling. And I'm just like, these people have hundreds of thousands of followers and they're doing nothing. They have some of the biggest platforms, these companies and these people, and they're doing nothing 
about it. I would assume that if they want to continue doing what they're doing, then they should, it should be their responsibility to come out and, and do this. Now, before, uh, you know, before I start talking about, you know, like the woe, the woe is me, uh, or the, you know, the, the doom and gloom, there are companies out there that are definitely doing their part in sharing, uh, you know, sharing their conservation efforts, sharing the work that they do. And like I've talked to some people, some companies donate a lot of money, but they don't promote it online. They just, they feel like there's some kind of politics involved. And I don't understand why you wouldn't want to let the people who buy your products know that you support some kind of major conservation effort. I don't, it blows my mind why people aren't doing it. So stepping back from the, the big names and the big companies in the industry and, and listening to, I'm going to, I'm going to stop here a second. And I'm going to tell you, uh, I'm going to tell you two stories real quick about why I'm so passionate about this. And I think this will kind of set the tone for, uh, why, like help you understand why I love this stuff so much and why I'm, I'm even just talking into this microphone with no, like no notes, no nothing. I'm just, I'm just venting right now, basically. So when I was the summer between, I don't know if it was, I can't remember if it was first or second or second and third. I think it was uh, the summer after second grade, my parents got divorced and I was really sad. Like I, I hit a wall in life and I can just remember being sad. And one thing that helped me get through that time was being outside. My dad would take me to um, state parks and we'd go on hikes. Maybe we'd do some fishing. Maybe we would, um, you know, maybe just go for walks or ride bikes, right? And being outside actually helped me get through partially that, uh, that really hard time in my life, right? And right around there is when I started to, you know, uh, do the you know, spend some more time with my uncles who were trappers and they would shoot coyotes and I, and I would go pheasant hunting and things like that. Fast forward to 2006, right? I had already been hunting by this time, but I was in a weird part in my life, right? Um, I, my, my life was kind of like a country song. I had broken up with a a girl. I had, I got my, I got my finger chopped off in, in this time frame. I lost, uh, I moved back to Iowa from a, a, a decent job. I was, uh, I lost that job. I lost that girl. I had to go at, at the age of, I think it was like 25 or something. I had to move in with my uh, moved back in with my parents, uh, because of financially. And I was drinking a lot in throughout this, this time frame, right throughout this 11 years of my twenties really. And up until 30 and, and some, something happened. I was just way, way down in 2006. And, and so I, 
I picked up my bow that I'd had and I went into the timber one night and it was just like mother nature was trying to talk to me. Like, this is going to sound crazy, but I'm here for you. Okay. I'm, I'm here for you. Anytime I'm here for you. And I, I, I kind of had a breakdown in that tree stand that day. And I don't even remember if I had, you know, saw any deer. I just can remember the smell of this October day. And I can remember how not all the leaves are off. And I was around, you know, some maple trees with those bright yellow leaves and the setting sun just illuminated the whole, the whole forest into a like this yellows and orange and this, the air was different and the sky was different and it just, it hit me. And I said to myself, I have to do this more, right? And, and that moment cascaded into the next 15 years, right? Uh, 15, 16, 17 years, however, you know, however long it's been since that. And it's changed my life right? I feel like the outdoors has made me a better person, not only mentally, but physically as well. Um, I educate my children on it. Like I preach the benefits of just being outside. So hunting is a big part of that for me. Fishing is a big part of that for me. Being able to go breathe fresh air when you're stressed is a big part of that for me. And so when I see other people take it lightly, it pisses me off, quite frankly, right? People who are making a ton of money off deer hunting, but aren't promoting anything conservation. They're not promoting anything. Uh, they're not. They're not sharing with you how you can go and uh, find out who your elected officials are and tell them that hey, listen, I believe in an outdoor lifestyle. I believe in hunting. I am pro hunting. I am pro fishing. I am pro public lands. Each and every one of you should be emailing your representatives. And why is that? Because we've seen this already this year out West, we have seen the anti-hunting groups start either filing lawsuits or putting, uh, putting people in power who have no, no, no reason to be in power other than to uh, ban hunting or to try to reduce hunting opportunities. And I've seen and, and that's where I get frustrated is because I've seen the impact that the outdoors and hunting has, has had on me and the power that it's given me to be a better person and to live this awesome life that we get. So when I see someone you know, not taking advantage of or not, they have this, there is such a big opportunity out there for the big names and the big companies in the hunting industry to promote something other than themselves, the greater good, the greater good. And they're not doing it. It frustrates me. There's some big name influencers out there that have ton of huge followings, YouTubers that have huge followings and they're doing nothing to help support this way of life other than promote themselves. And it, it frustrates me because I believe in talking out two sides of your mouth, promoting yourself on one side and promoting the 
the natural resource on the other through conservation. It does not, it is not hard. And granted, here's what I'll say. Conservation and anti-gun legislation isn't going to get you a ton of likes, but guess what it will get you? It will get you eventually a, a stronger following, a more concentrated following because people will see that you're passionate about it too. Right. And I'm not questioning the passion part of it because I, I, I honestly feel that these people are very passionate and these companies are very passionate about uh, what it is that they're doing. But on social media, it doesn't look like it. And in today's world, if it doesn't look like it, then you're not doing it. Right. For the person like myself. And these people could be doing a ton. But guess what? I'm not seeing it. Okay. Share it. Show it communicate it. And I don't know, man, I, I, and that's why I'm frustrated. And I, you know, I'll be honest, I've handled this, I think better than I thought I was. I thought I was going to be yelling and, and, uh, screaming into the microphone, but there, there's a, there is an opportunity. And to be honest with you, I think it's a responsibility and it should be mandatory to anybody. The days of just buying your hunting license and calling yourself, you know, like that's enough. That's not enough anymore. That is not enough anymore. You have to be an advocate for hunting. You have to be an advocate for all types of hunting. Because if you're a deer hunter and your bear hunting brothers are getting attacked or your coon hunting bro uh, brothers are getting attacked and you don't go to support them, why should they come and support you when whitetail hunting starts getting attacked? And it will. I'm telling you right now, it's out there right now. They're trying to stop hunting on certain parts of public lands. Public lands that people have been hunting for a very long time are, are being threatened right now. Okay. So how do we do that? How do we change this? I don't like there. There are a couple. Uh, let me let me share this example with you. I think we, by now we've probably all heard of. Uh, um, make hunting great again, copper plated sixes, hunt domain. Some of these um, social media accounts that are starting to call people out for maybe some stupidity and at the same time doing what I'm doing and, and, and not promoting conservation and not properly promoting anti-hunting legislation, right? They're, they're calling, they're calling people out and as harsh as some of the stuff that they do is, I kind of agree with it. I, I agree with it. I feel that, that it is time to maybe give some people a wake-up call and say, you're nothing without the, the natural resource that you, you take away from it every year, but you don't give anything back to it. So now, you got it, now it's time to start giving back to it. And so maybe that's the way you do it, or maybe there's another way to do it. Maybe if you are listening to this right now and there's somebody that you really admire and you really follow and you're going to scroll through their Instagram and you don't see anything conservation wise or you don't see anything about um, anti-hunting legislation, then maybe you should send them a, a, a DM or a private message and you say, hey man, I've noticed that you don't do any type of, uh, you know, you haven't made any posts recently, or you haven't done anything about conservation, or you haven't done anything about, you know, uh, how to, how to fight anti-hunting. Um, 
Is there something you're planning on doing? And, and take a more questioned approach. And if they respond with, oh, well, I did a Mountain Dew campaign a while back about, you know, getting, that doesn't like, nah, I'm sorry, but in my opinion, that doesn't count. Yeah, you spreaded, you helped spread awareness, but it was basically a big commercial for uh, Mountain Dew. What you need to do, you sh- here, I'm a fan of uh, the National Deer uh, um, Association. NDA. I'm a fan of uh, the Wild Turkey Federation. Look into that, and then maybe you could you could promote something that you're passionate about. I don't care if it's bees and flowers and bird watching. Something is better than nothing. And the Sportsmen's Alliance. These guys are fighting real hard, and we'll get to that here in a second. They're fighting real hard on the legislation level to help us get like help fight against the people who are trying to take our rights away. So the infighting has to stop. The the coming together has to happen. I mean, we're one big family. And if we can't get along, I mean, <laughs> that's why they these uh the anti-hunting uh community is so successful is because they're one group attacking all of, you know, each individual levels, but the deer hunters and the elk hunters or the coon hunters and the bear hunters were not communicating with each other and were not uh, supporting each other. And at that time, well, eh, I'm not a bear hunter, so that rule doesn't really apply to me. Well, guess what they're doing after they get done canceling all bear hunting or coon, uh, hunting with dogs or predator hunting or taking away our public lands? They're coming after deer. Imagine owning a piece of property and not being able to hunt deer on it. And you're a deer hunter. And right now you're saying, well, that'll never happen because I won't let it. Uh, mark my words, they're coming for it. That's the end game. The end game is no hunting. And we have to fight. And we have to teach our kids to fight. And we have to fight the right way. And that's by promoting awareness online. Uh, shout it from the mountaintops every once in a while. Say, listen, we're only here because of this, right? Your passion is being threatened. Here's, here's what you can do about it. Or go check out this conservation effort. Or educate your followers that, listen, we, we can do something on a local level, like with your co- county conservation board, or we can do something at a national level with uh, bigger organizations. So just something to think about. Like the hunting industry needs to do more at promoting conservation and anti-hunting legislation. All right. We need to come together as a community and fight this and the leaders, right? Whether we want to look at them as leaders or not, the people with the biggest platforms need to start walking the walk. They have skin in the game. They should walk the walk. Um, I'm going to, I'm trying my best to do it. And as you will notice, if you scroll through my Instagram page, I'm not, I'm not preaching conservation with every, every post, but I'm preaching conservation. And every once in a while, I'll have a, a podcast like this, or I'll bring on someone from a uh, an, uh, conservation org, or I'll talk with, uh, you know, the Sportsman's Alliance, or share a research project, right? I'm, I'm trying to do my part as well. So hopefully I didn't bore you guys to death with this rant, and I, th- I think I actually hand, handled it pretty, uh, pretty good. But a couple days ago, I recorded um, a segment with uh, uh, Brian Lynn from the Sportsman's Alliance. And I'm going to play that now for you guys. 
And uh, and then here's what I, I would like to challenge you to do something. I don't want you to go and call people out, but maybe scroll through some of the people that you admire in the hunting industry. Somebody that has maybe a big following because they're good at deer hunting or because um, they have a, your favorite TV show. And I want you to maybe take a look at their social platforms or their YouTube channel or their TV show and see how much they've of their time they've dedicated to conservation or anti-hunting legislation. And then just simply ask them what their plans are or what they, what they do on a yearly basis. And then you can make up this, make it up for yourself and then maybe simply ask them, Hey, could you do a little bit more? Because it's important. And maybe that will help change the tide a little bit could go a long way. And not only that, but guess what? You have a responsibility as well to share this information, to post this information, to, uh, do your job uh, at being an advocate for the outdoors. So I'll hold it off there. I could, I could just talk, you know, in circles again and, and, and say the same thing that I've already said, but I think y'all get the point here. Um, the hunting community needs to do more. The, the hunting industry definitely needs to do more. And, um, but, but I say that with an asterisk because there are companies out there that are doing a good job, right? They're, they're taking big steps. They are, they are letting everybody know that, hey, not only do we have this product and our brand, but we do we do good for the, the ecosystem that we live in. So um, that's the end of this rant, this segment. And now we're going to get into a, a very short interview I did with Brian Lynn of the Sportsman's Alliance. All right, on the phone with me today, Mr. Brian Lynn from the Sportsman's Alliance. Man, what's up? Hey man, how you doing? Just uh, busy with legislation right now. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. And that's actually kind of what I want to talk about. You know, not necessarily the legislation itself, but the voice of the hunting community and the hunting industry, and how and what our responsibility is to spreading this information that you're working on and bring to the table, and how. I don't know. Here, let me just let me just cut through the bullshit, okay? Here's Alrighty. what I, here's here's what I was doing. I was on Instagram the other day, and somebody was complaining. Uh, there was a, a pretty predominant person in the hunting industry talking about how they felt they they were upset because something on TikTok was uh, was banned, thus leading to. Um, their account being permanently banned. So they go to Instagram, another place that is is very well known for censoring um, outdoorsmen's content, like you know trophy pictures or or somebody shooting a deer or a gun. And I just kind of I really got frustrated because they they're using these platforms to promote themselves and the content that they they create. So I, I, I go scrolling through this particular person's account. I go scrolling through some of the other um, predominant people in the hunting industry, content providers, people, people with television shows, even um, some major companies. And one thing that I kind of noticed was a, a, a big lack of anything regarding conservation 
and anything regarding anti-hunting legislation and how they need to call their, uh, you know, call their, their state or federal representatives and say, Hey, we're against this, you know, you know, pass the ball a little bit, get, you know, um, share with their followers. These people have gigantic groups. They have gigantic followings bigger than, uh, the sportsman's Alliance, bigger than a lot of these other conservation organizations, yet they're doing nothing in my opinion to promote hunting other than themselves. So my question, and I know that's a long lead up to, to, to this question, but why, like, why do you think that is? Uh, well, I mean, you kind of hit it that it's self-promotion, you know, the, the more engagement they get and the more likes and the more shares, uh, the more money they can get, you know, if they're monetizing things and the more they can spread their brand and show up in people's algorithms and then they can sell either their TV show or show, sell DVDs or T-shirts or hats or whatever they're hawking, you know, it's yeah. the new bizarre, you know, from the medieval days, it's whoever screams the most and gets the most attention, you know, uh, can has the potential to sell those items. Yeah. So it's really self-promotion. Yeah. So at the same time, they are hunting the same natural resource that we are hunting. Right. And I see, you know, I follow some of these people and I see them hunting the same type of, uh, game that there's been legislation brought forth to ban, right? Whether it's mountain lion or bear hunting, or maybe they're trying to close hunting on a piece of, uh, uh, public ground or, you know, no more, uh, no more, um, urban type hunts or whatever the situation may be. There's no, there's no support for it. It's just like, like it's this perfect world hunting's always going to be around and that there's currently no threat. But then we hear from you guys, there is a threat. The threat is real and these people are mobilizing. So I, again, I ask you the question and it's almost the same damn question, but I ask you the question, given everything I've just said, why don't these people, I, I just feel like they don't care. Yeah, no, I, I feel your frustration, believe me. <laughs> I mean, trying to get uh, people to even share our content and stuff can be frustrating at times. And, you know, a lot of it is dry and boring. You know, it's legislation. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, compared to, you know, somebody doing something drastic, making a great, you know, 80, 90-yard shot with their bow and, doing whatever or uh, you know a sexy woman in a in a bikini or something is going to get more engagements and more likes than a piece of legislation oftentimes but then again there's a lot of people out there that i mean the content we put out does very well engagement you know why is because people don't know about it and it makes them angry so they comment and they share and that can you know if people were to harness that and look at it and who their audience is and explain that the threat's out there, they can get engagement. Now, it might not be a bikini pick engagement, but it's going to be engagement, and you're going to be doing something good for the community and for the future of hunting. Yeah. G- given that comment, though, right, 
the engagement, and, and this is my personal opinion, I don't get to see the analytics. I don't get to see your engagement. I don't get to see how really even how well if I share something that you guys post, really how, how well that even does. I can go into Instagram and, and I can look at things, but still that that's just very small compared to um, the enga- what I would call engagement as a whole. So, so I just feel that there's the majority or let me back up a step. I'll say this. I feel like the engagement, the good engagement that you're talking about, number one, could definitely be better. And number two is minimal compared to what the possibility is out there if we get some some big companies and big names to actually share this stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, some of those guys, you know, these, you know, some of these accounts of a million or more followers, you know, putting stuff out there will drive the engagement and then uh, also the awareness. The awareness is what's lacking. Yeah. Because everybody just sees it from their own state level and they might know. A lot of times people don't even know what's going on in their state, but they might know about their state, but they don't see the big picture that it's happening in, in two, three, four, five other states at the same time, a yeah. coordinated effort. I mean, that's what we saw in the West right now. Oregon, Colorado, California, Arizona all hit with the same stuff at the same exact time. All of them saying the exact same talking points. The California petition to end bear hunting there, they cite in their petition word for word exactly what some of the anti-hunting fish and game commissioners in Washington State were reading during a commission meeting. Point by point. Same in Arizona. They held a webinar on how to comment during Arizona's open comment period to ban mountain lion hunting, point by point. It's all exactly the same thing as that they're saying in Colorado. Yeah. You know, so it's a coordinated attack. And a lot of times the sportsman in an individual state doesn't see it or they think, okay, that doesn't stand a chance or, you know, they'll submit one comment and that's it. But if you look at it from the big view that we see, it's a coordinated attack. And some of these accounts, they could be pointing this out and showing this different legislation in different states at the same time and let people see there is a bigger attack going on. It would go a long way to helping us. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Have you guys ever approached any companies uh, like big companies or um, big names within the industry to and say like, hey, man, we would love for you to share our content on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, some of the companies, you know, depending on ownership and, you know, if they're foreign owned or whatever, are leery of getting into politics. A lot of times they support us on the backside with funding. Um, but the publicly facing politics thing can be an issue. Uh, some of the other ones are like, yeah, man, we're all over, all over. We'll do it. We'll share it. No problem. And then there's no follow through. Like I've, we've had some of the biggest names in the industry saying that, and I'd send them memes or send them posts, you know, trying to stick with their flavor of things, you know, that were positive conservation or funny or whatever, just trying to get the association and something up and going before we get into the hardcore politics and then there's no follow through. Right. I'm you sure it's going to happen with big business, yeah. but I'm sure you if know. you wrote a check, their, their tune would change. Yeah, <laughs> that's true too. Yeah. You know, and a lot of that is, you know, uh, a lot of the TV shows will get, you know, approached to be sponsors of TV shows or whatever. And it's like, uh, we're the small nonprofit here. Yeah. <laughs> 
yeah, we don't have a huge budget, and so no way, you know, it's like you want me to support you, but I'm protecting what, what you're doing, yeah. you know. it's If we lose, you know, yeah, you might be able to go to a different state, but eventually, you know, you're not going to be able to do that. They're going to close in on you, you know, if, even with all your money and funding. But the guys, the sportsmen in that state are going to suffer. So every time we lose, every time the Sportsman's Alliance loses, you lose, whether that's you're a company and you lose a customer, you're, you know, a TV show, you're losing, you know, a viewer. Yeah. And, and this is, I went on Instagram, you know, I am not very good at keeping my mouth shut when I'm fired up. So, uh, (laughs) yesterday I go onto Instagram and I go on this rant, right? I'm basically saying like, listen, you're mad at a, at these companies who have been censoring hunters almost since the beginning and you're you're mad at censorship yet you won't actually use your platform to promote conservation and uh this you know anti-hunting legislation and 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 you're bitching about that when if if you know fast forward however many years and one of the the types of hunting that you love gets banned it's all for nothing like there's no point in for for me i understand that uh you know, that censorship is, is a, is a thing, you know, we should all freedom of speech. We should be able to, to do that. But at the same time, if you're not using that platform to actually spread the message about the natural resource, then you're not even using your voice the right way anyway. So honestly, who gives a shit? I totally don't disagree with you. (laughs) So yeah, no, it's, it's frustrating. And it's like, no, you don't have to like hammer that every single day. Right. You know, you don't have to post up every day or even every other, every week, you know, it's like, just sprinkle it in there. Talk about it. Talk yeah. about what's good. I mean, that's what gives hunting a black eye within the, you know, social media world is okay. There's already people out there trying to get us. Yeah. And then you got dumb people out there making really stupid posts, you know, doing stupid things with, you know, their kills, stupid photos, you know, and just sexualizing things like to the non hunter, to the person in the middle, whatever. They're just like, really? That's, that's what hunting is. Boom. You just push somebody against you. Exactly. Against all of us. Exactly. Is, is there something wrong? Like this is where I, (laughs) I walk this line sometimes where I am the guy who, who as, as the position that I am within the, the sportsman's nation, (laughs) I, I feel like I have to at times be professional, take a step back, be calm and collective. And then the uh, then there's the inner me, the, the devil on my shoulder that wants to give everybody who is against hunting the finger and finger and a big F you and just like, I don't give a shit what you say, you know, you know, suck at it. You know, I, I'm going to hunt, you know, well, I don't care what you think. Are there any are there any obviously there's some cons to that that uh, approach but is there any positives to that approach uh just telling or giving everybody the finger well i'm just like Um, standing up and being very vocal and and um and backing up that because at some point like you get pushed you get pushed you get pushed you want to push back right yeah yeah definitely no it's it's we need to stand up. We need to make our voice heard. We need to do it intelligently. Yeah. You know, just screaming from the rooftops isn't going to do it. Right. You know, you talk about, you know, I mean, it's interesting. I've, I've talked with some game commissioners uh, here this spring, and 
I'm like a facts-based dude. Like, I'll hammer you with the facts. Boom, 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 boom. And they were saying, you know, when during these open comment periods, facts are great. But we also have those facts. We also need to hear about your culture and how you, you know, this helps feed your family. You go to deer camp every year with your dad and your uncle, you know, whatever. Because that's the card the other side is playing. Yeah. You know, it, it's a culture war. It's rural versus urban. Yeah. You know, and it's different cultures. And a lot of these game commissions are trying to balance these different cultures. And so if all they hear is facts and they don't hear the emotional side. So, I mean, there's some of your posts right there. You do this to feed your family. You do this for the connections, the friendship, all those intangible things, which is what we love. The adventure, the unknown, the hardships, freezing your ass off in the stand or whatever. You know, those are part of it. That can be done and be promoted as well as, you know, hey, here are the facts. I mean, we just put out an economic report. We put out the economic report, impact report of hunters and sports shooters for all 50 states down to the district level, down to the congressional des- district level. So, you know, all 435 congressional district levels, you can go on our website and print it off. And it's a nice little graphic. We'll be sharing them on social media. But you can show the millions of dollars, not just in Pittman-Robertson dollars, but in state and local taxes, federal taxes, number of jobs, salaries and wages that are tied to that for your direct area. You can share that with legislators, share that with family and friends. That message needs to be told too. And so those are great things. They can just, they, you know, can weave that in there in between your bikini pics at least, you know, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Do something positive. Yeah. I, and I'll tell you this, <laughs> I, I feel like the people that I'm, I'm p- pissed off at right now do a good job of that. You know, they, they understand how social media works and the, the big, um, the analytics are definitely high when they post those, like you mentioned, uh, culture pictures, right? Here's a, here's me processing the food that I had. Here's me, you know, with all my family and friends, here's me filling my freezer, you know, all the positives like that. Right. But when it comes to the reason why we have the ability to hunt and fish, right? And anything that threatens that, there's a huge lack there, right? So they're 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 celebrating hunting, but they're not they're not sharing the importance of how we have the ability to do that. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of that can be. I mean, you know, they just don't understand it. Yeah, frankly, they may not understand it. I mean, there there's a lot of good legitimate accounts out there, TV shows, whatever that are real. Then there's some that are social media holograms. Yeah. You know, there, there's no substance behind them, yeah. you know? And so they frankly may not even understand how the model works and when the impact it has and what this legislation does, especially you get into legislation. Yeah. I mean, even smart people and good people that do understand it, don't always understand legislation, don't understand the recourse, don't understand how to go about it and how we unravel it, you know, or the difference between a lawsuit and legislation. You know, we're, we're kind of came out against the Biden administration sitting down with Center for, Center for Biological Diversity on the National Wildlife Refuges to talk settlement talks, which would restrict hunting on public lands. Yeah. You know, so we did that last week and people are like, Vote them out. Vote these people out. Start a petition. Well, this is a lawsuit. Yeah. So it's separation of powers. You know, legislators 
because the Biden administration is settling, we can put pressure on them through your federal, you know, U.S. senators and and uh, representatives, especially those ones who are going to be in midterms, can chip at them from down below. But in a normal thing, the grizzly delisting or the wolf delisting, it's a lawsuit. Yeah, These are separations of powers. It separates the executive, the legislative, and the judicial branches, you know, so they don't interfere with each other, you know. So a lot of times people just don't understand it, Yeah, which is fine, you know, but you just need to learn it. And I will say this, if you have a gigantic following uh, of millions or hundreds of thousands, or even, it doesn't matter how big, honestly, your following is, if you're trying to be somebody in this industry, Man, it is your responsibility to get educated and to share this stuff because you're making your money off of this. And and I'm the same way. I make my money off of this. They're making their money off of this, but they're not, they're not grasping the whole, I don't know, the life cycle of how all of this works. And that is what, uh, that's, (laughs) that's why I texted you at six in the clock, (laughs) six o'clock in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, and we're happy to explain it to anybody, yeah. you know. If uh, anybody needs that background and education, we're here. You yeah. know, we, we're trying to be a resource to people. So, yeah. you know, if people need that, we're here. So I want to ask, I want to kind of wrap up with just a couple more questions here. This is going to be a, sh- a short segment here, but um, let's say an influencer whether it's a, they're a brand new influencer and all they do is their social media stuff. Maybe they have a YouTube channel. Maybe they are one of the biggest names in the industry and have been around for 30 years and they, they hear this, right? What would your message to them be about why they need to participate more in the sharing of information about anti, anti-hunting legislation and conservation efforts? Uh, exactly what I said before. Every time we lose, you lose. You lose a time in the field, you lose a customer, you lose a follower, because that, that resource is gone. It's been taken away, you know, in that state or multiple states. It's gone. So you're going to lose people unless you start, you know, sharing this stuff and educating people and advocating. You know, and that's yeah. at the end of the day, that's what this is about, is advocating for hunting fishing trapping yeah you know so it's if you if you're not doing it it's a recipe for death i mean if you're if you're talking deer management you know if you're just replacing yourself in the life cycle or worse you're losing more than you're gaining that's a recipe for extinction yeah amen man amen well uh let's let's end up with this when people hear this and it motivates them to do something, where should we send them to get educated on what they can do and how they can do it? Come check us out at the sportsmensalliance.org, M-E-N-S, sportsmensalliance.org. Follow us on social media. Uh, Instagram and Facebook are the most active. Uh, we share most of the alerts and other things that are going on, as well as news stories that relate to this. Uh, you know, get activated. Look at those uh, reports, the economic impact reports. It's in our top navigation under reports. It takes you right there. You can look up and see what your impact is. Number of hunters in your district. 
and that economic impact, you can educate your legislators and local folks there about it and advocate for hunting. Perfect. Hey, Mr. Brian Lynn, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much, Dan.